following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. In this business, it is kind of easy to lose track of just how much things can change in a week. Because if you go back to our last episode here on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico, we were completely at the crossroads. We were unsure of what was going on. We were trying to figure out exactly what the next step was going to be for the Dallas Cowboys organization. Well, now, as we enter this Monday, March 15th, we have an opportunity to say we know what crossroads had been chosen. We know who our franchise quarterback is, and it's Dak Prescott. Plus, North Texas men's basketball is going dancing in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to throw that out there as well. Get that out of the way. So I'm pretty excited about both of those factors as well. We've got a lot to talk about here on Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming platforms. Kyle Yeomans, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and the great Heckma Harrison and Rob, it's crazy. The deal got done last Monday, and every other show has gotten a chance to talk about it so far, but uh, <laughs> except for us, we were the ones that were early on Monday, and of, of course, the deal happened right after our show was concluded. So, what are your overall thoughts on the deal as we kind of get a chance to finally dissect it on this specific podcast? I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Everybody wins. The Cowboys win. They get the deal done. They get some precious cap space. Dak gets a massive contract, second highest contract, basically an average per year in NFL history. The fans win. If, if you wanted Dak re-signed, you win. If you didn't want him re-signed, hey, you get something else to complain about it. That'll be refreshing, right? That'll be refreshing. <laughs> right. um, and, hey, and, hey, we win. We win because we... You know, we had something to talk about up until the start of free agency, which is basically today, and now it's done. It's a weight off everybody's shoulders, mm. and uh, I'm surprised it got done before the tag. I, I thought there was a chance based on rumblings before free agency, but I didn't think they would put it together five hours after we got off the air. And uh, <laughs> I think it just it just turned out to be the right time for everybody because, and really for the Cowboys to kind of segue into free agency able to spread that money out and allow themselves to possibly be somewhat active in the coming weeks, if not this week. Ekman? Well, I only got one word for that, man, and it is relieved. Relieved. Relieved when I saw the text from Isaiah saying that it was a done deal. Um, Yeah, Isaiah, we're we're etched in history together because you let us know that the deal was done. So, you know, I'm just really happy to to see that uh, we were able to get it done and not just muddy the waters with this thing any longer. Um, But I tell you, man, that the press conference on Wednesday was the that was the main attraction the, <laughs> just the, yeah. some of the some of the cringeworthy comments that came from the press conference you know jerry admitting that you know 
he's the only guy that he would let take advantage of him. <laughs> you know, just things like that that came out about the money and Dak digging in. And I really just, you know, all jokes aside on that, man, I really love some of the things that Dak had to say. Uh, pressure is a privilege, man. I had to write that down immediately because that was definitely uh, a quote to keep. Uh, I love the way that he handled himself and just knowing that he dug in. He dug in and, and wouldn't move on principle of what he wanted for his contract. And I think for the organization just gives us a, a sense of we're able to move forward. We can move forward now. We can, All the rest of the, I guess the proverbial dominoes can fall where they may uh, because we got the biggest deal done and just really happy that this doesn't have to linger uh, any longer and, and Jerry and Steven got it done. Yeah, finally, it is happening to me. Right? <laughs> no, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad everybody walked away winners, man. I'm glad everybody walked away winners. Obviously, there's a lot of guys in the league right now that are walking away winners, getting some of this money in their pocket right now, uh, just because of the parameters of this season and the and the cap going down. So. Super happy, not only for everybody, but obviously super happy for Dak. He got his bread. Uh, like you guys already mentioned, he sunk his feet in there. He got what he was due, right? He got what he was due. And uh, unfortunately, it took, um, you know, external pressures <laughs> and external, uh, you know, other other things that, that really apply pressure on the Cowboys, such as the cap and, and all those things that really added to this getting done. But, you know, whatever is required, it happened. Uh, now we can roll, and now these guys got to figure out how to make some more room. Obviously, they're starting to do those things so they can go out there and get some of these free agents that they need to, to solidify this team. Oh, Isaiah providing a perfect segue into what I really want to talk about next, and that's those external pressures. Exactly. Uh, those external pressures kind of forcing this deal to get done. You talked about the salary cap. You also talked about how it needed to be the first domino to fall because that was really what our conversations had been each of the last two weeks was, we can't talk about free agency without Dak Prescott. We can't talk about it without that contract and seeing what kind of piece of the pie that the Cowboys would be allotting to their franchise quarterback. Well, now we know exactly how big that piece of the pie is. Still a pretty darn big piece of pie, but it's a little bit smaller than what they dealt with a year ago with the franchise tag. So, Rob, whenever the money comes in and you look at this deal and now you have an opportunity to, to start talking to teams, I mean, as of what, 37 minutes ago, as we're recording, Recording this, teams can agree to terms to a potential team. So now that you're looking at this money, Rob, what is the next step for the Cowboys in free agency and where do they start looking? Because is this going to be a discount offseason or do they have a little bit more to spend here? That's a great question because, you know, the salary cap is always – it's always a bit of a moving target. You know, we, we've seen projections all offseason about, well, how much space might they have? Well, number one, we didn't know the cap. We know the cap now. It's, it's just a little over 185. And so – or I'm sorry, 182.5 mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, so by getting this DAC deal done – they're allowed to. They're able to spread out the hit. So really, instead of what would have been thirty-seven seven million on the franchise tag, it's going to be a little over twenty-two. So when you can look at it like they're basically saving fifteen million on this year's yep. tag, this year's cap. You factor in the the three restructures they did last week. We talked about that the last few weeks. That's a possibility. Still could be a possibility. They could continue to do that if they want to. Uh, but with Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins. That opens up more space. I think the I think the the projection is they're about eighteen and a half million under the cap right now. That's good. You need to be under. You have to be under the cap by Wednesday, 
I don't think that sounds it sounds like more to me than it really is because you have to budget for your draft class. That could be upwards of 10 million, maybe a little less. Sometimes usually they like to keep a little bit of a, you know, break glass fund, you know, set aside a few <laughs> million in the cap for injuries that happen, things of that nature. So when you factor all that in, they're they're a handful of million under the cap. So it, it to me, it's. I would think they need to maybe do something else, whether it's more restructure or something, if they want to be active. Uh, beyond just going out in the market, guys, they've got 20-something-plus free agents on their own roster. So I'm very curious to see what happens. I mean, uh, certainly some of their guys, uh, I'm sure they want to bring back. They're going to have to bring back some guys. And uh, I'm just really curious now that the negotiating window has started today. What's going to happen? You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but how many guys are going to settle for one-year deals just because, hey, just bank on the cap going up next year, and instead of, instead of uh, putting myself in a, in a lower multi-year deal than I could normally get, just bank on myself and, and sign a one-year deal for less and go get it next year. So that might help the Cowboys ultimately uh, beyond the first wave because usually they're not in that first wave, and it's hard to see them doing that this year. Heckman? Yeah, that 182.5 is going to not only affect the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to affect a lot of teams. So they're going to, uh, they're, there are 31 other teams that may not be able to keep guys that they, if the salary cap had been a regular football year without COVID, may have been able to get guys signed. So there may be a, a lot of talent here out on the free market in just a, a few, right? Yeah. So uh, with, all the, with all of the guys that we're looking to sign, one of the things that you have to ensure, you know, Will McClay and his staff are really you know, closely looking at the fact that there is some talent in the free agent market. I know we're going to talk about that in a few, but there are a lot of guys that you probably wouldn't necessarily have been able to get. You talk about the number that the Cowboys have of free agents in <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a lot. And when you only have 18 million plus a draft uh, to try and choose, you know, kind of divvy up those funds. I'm really interested to see how they're going to get dance around this. And it may be that they're looking at other players on other rosters to get that done with. Yeah, and no, I'm with you guys, man. Uh, but but I think the reality is, and I think Rob did a heck of a job really breaking down the financial uh, positioning of the Cowboys. I mean, these guys, the reality is these guys got about $10 million to play with. Yeah. Let's call it how it is. They got about yeah. $10 million. If that. Yeah. How, yeah, if that. How many guys can you get for that? You probably get two, maybe three <laughs> impact guys, not right. stars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the reality. I mean, you're, I'm not. there's a lot of great players out there, obviously, that, that are skilled to play in this league. However, you can get you an impact player for about $5 million. A guy who's yeah. going to come in and have a real effect. A star? You're gonna spend your whole your whole little your whole little uh, allowance on one person, right? So when we start talking about filling up these spots, and that's not even addressing the free agents, right? So there's really not much room. And like like you guys already said, they have to make a lot of other moves if they plan on being active, uh, if they even plan on filling out this roster. So I just kind of want to play devil's advocate here. I love doing that on this show. But the cap has already shown that it can be easily manipulated. I mean, there are plenty of ways for you to either kick the can down the road like we did with Dak Prescott for three years, or you can figure out a way to restructure deals, which the Cowboys have already done with Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith. Those three offensive linemen already having their contracts restructured have saved you $17 million. So... Is there not a way to continue doing that, Rob? I know you said that 
There was one more place, or excuse me, a couple more things that they probably should do. I think Jalen Smith is on that list. I think there's uh, maybe a Demarcus Lawrence on that list that could maybe help you out contract-wise there if you wanted to restructure. But it, it, it is confusing from a money standpoint because it's easy to manipulate the cap, but it's not so easy to find that cap room for free agents to go and sign, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they you're right. They can create more room. They can they can restructure Tank again. They could yeah. uh, restructure Amari Cooper. Now, the thing with that is, it, you know, if you were to move on at some point from Amari, yeah. I, I, that that's been speculated, and I just I don't really I don't see that as much as maybe other people do, just because he had 93 catches or 92 catches last year, and he's your yes. best receiver. Uh, but it's structured and very friendly as you move into future years you restructure him that's not the case anymore and so that's that's what you constantly have to weigh with these restructures but sure they can open up millions of dollars in more room if they want to touch more deals like that how um so it's possible and, and i wouldn't rule that out uh but i'm just saying right now they're well under the cap that's great mm-hmm. but they have a lot of work to do and they don't and, you know they don't have a ton of room when you really factor in everything they need to do in the coming months Rob, explain this to me. How does the rollover cap work from a Cowboy standpoint? Because you not only have that 182.5 as the, the pure salary cap, but the Cowboys have close to $27 million, actually a little bit over $27 million, that they have in rollover cap that from 2020 could be allocated. But what does that do specifically? Can you go through and explain exactly what that money is over what the cap already yeah. allocates? That's confusing, and I don't. I, I, I think it has something to do with dead money. It's, it's not. You see that number, and you think, oh, they have all that, all that room. Yeah. They, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's. What you're really looking at is what the actual cap number is, and and what they're able to, where they are, and, they, and before the, before the DAC deal, I think they were still over the cap when you factor everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That got them. That got them underneath. You mentioned the 17 million uh, or so from the three restructures. So they're in a decent spot. You, you look around the league, and there's some teams that have um, a decent amount of cap space. I mean, there's some guys, some teams that can get out there and, and make some moves. So there's going to be, like Isaiah mentioned, there's some guys at the top of the market that are probably still going to get their money. But I'm just really curious to see how many guys who are quality players are like, man. This is this sucks, you know. Maybe I'll just take a one-year deal here or stay here on one-year deal, and next year when the TV, maybe when the TV money comes in, or just when things are better in the world, the cap goes back to where it is and or where it should be, and and guys can get what they're worth. But I'm with Isaiah. I'm with Isaiah on the fact that you know no matter what type of grocery shopping, whatever you got on that list. Let's have guys on there that are our impact guys. Guys, if they sign a one-year deal, it's n- we're not back to where we were last year looking at what the heck did we do in free agency <laughs> and why is this guy able to back the Brinks truck up at the start and get paid to go? You know, that's that's what we can't afford. And, and look, that's why the DAC deal was so important. And we kept hammering that home that, dude, if we don't get this done, we're pretty much where well, you talk about $18 million without the DAC deal and a franchise tag, we're less than that. And and unable to really get anybody signed. We know for sure defensive line-wise we're going to need to get some help. Maybe we go into the draft. That's the number one thing. But there are some other positions on this team, and I don't want to say a curse word like safety, (laughs) but we're going to have to explore trying to get 
a, an effective guy that if, if he signs a one year deal, fine, you know, but who is that guy? Because we're going to have to bargain shop for absolutely for that guy. And the last time I checked, man, if you're shopping for guys on the bargain, you're really not going to get much because you get what you pay for. See, but isn't that what this offseason is going to be? It, it, because that's kind of the question I asked early on. You got the, the deal done. You restructured the offensive lineman, and you have a little bit of extra space to work with. That's great. That's all fine and dandy until you look at, oh, wait, I've got, like Rob said, 20 free agents on my own roster. You're going to have to bargain hunt. You're not going to be able to go be high spenders in this in this free agency class. You're not going to be able to go handpick guys like Patrick Peterson and, and, and uh, Jadavia and clowny like you're not going to be able to go get those guys because you just have to find a way to bargain hunt but you just got to do it better than you did in 2020 no i agree and you're gonna have to do that and regardless of it like i said kyle you get what you pay for in this league and if you're going out and Mm -hmm. you're getting you know older veterans guys long in the tooth uh that are at the end of their playing days and expect for them to come to dallas and rejuvenate their careers we just got to get out of that uh, and actually get guys that can be effective. And yeah. I just feel like that whole bar, we're still in a pickle. We're in a pickle, but the thing about the pickle we're in, everybody else is in it too. So there are guys that teams are going to want to sign in because of the draft, because of the, the cap uh, being where it is. They're not going to be able to sign them. And I think that's where the advantage may be for the Cowboys. Well, Isaiah? Yeah, and they're um, – this, this is their comfort level. Sorry, this, just real quick, this is their comfort level. They, they don't like being top of market anyway. So uh, usually they like to pick their spots, and I don't think they're going to have as much of a choice anyway this year. And, and you know, when Steven was asked about it at, at Dak's press conference last week, he did reference the draft. They got 10 draft picks now with yeah. four compensatory picks, and, uh, you know, it's hard to imagine all of them making the team, but – that might be the best way they can add talent, you know. But again, there may be some bargains out there. There may be guys willing to settle for less. Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance, right, fellas? I mean, there's always somebody that's out there really, really willing to take a little bit less than the other. Um, <laughs> uh, however, you know, as as Heckman mentioned, I mean, everybody here in this league can play. Um, it, it really comes down to if you do go out there and get some of these discounts, discount players. What what is the coaching staff going to be able to do to bring that bring that dog back out of them? Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the fact that that's the thing that we're really overlooking right now. It's not always just about, okay, the player just comes in and he's supposed to just ball out. Mm. These just because these guys are professionals doesn't mean that they need they need that they don't need coaching, they don't need motivation, they don't need a mentor to really get them get the best out of them if possible. That's why there's professional coaches. So these guys there are there's a ton of talent that is fully capable of playing in this league that really has untapped potential that these coaches are going to have to bring out of some of these guys. Maybe it's guys on this roster already. Maybe it's guys outside of this roster. But either way, these coaches um, have their have their hands full and getting the most out of whoever they acquire. Dan Quinn has his yeah. hands full. Absolutely. Yeah, he does. Say his name. Yes, he does. Absolutely. And <clears throat> there are potentials for Dan Quinn out there on the free agent market that could fit into his system. And really, th- I think this defense is one or two, and this is going to sound crazy, but just based off of the injuries last year and how bad they were last year, but the growth that you saw on the backside of the defense, you're one or two studs, dogs away from being a decent defense. I'm not saying top of the league by any means. There's a Long, that's a long way to go to the top of the league. But being a formidable defense is only one or two players away. And I think Dan Quinn allows you to do that. But now we get to see, are there any of those dogs out on the open market? When we come back, 
on Talking Cowboys. We not only celebrate March Madness, but we give our Cinderella picks. Who are some of those dogs that the Cowboys would love to sign? We're done talking money. We're done talking Dak Prescott contract. It's how is this team going to get better when we return on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. And whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Hector Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. and. Well, it's uh, we're getting close to our Essilor lenses, Heckma, and I, you know, Heckma, with your Essilor lenses, you're going to be able to watch the North Texas Mean Green and NCAA tournament action. Rob and, and Isaiah, what are, are y'all's teams going to be marching in, in the madness, or are you are you in the big dance this year, school wise? The Aggies are are in it, right? Right? I'm sorry, I don't I don't have Bose quiet comforts on. I can't hear you. Oh, you can't off. hear because yeah, Washington's not. Wow. In it. Oh, okay. I just wanted you to throw that really. out there. Mm. Heckman and I are celebrating. Sorry, that's that's all I have to say. It's a it's a, yeah. Washington's a softball school, so that's what it is. Softball and sometimes football. When Isaiah Stanback's playing, so. Let's. Don't disrespect us. We are our crew school. Okay. Crew. Okay. Okay. You dub. (laughs) You dub all the way. Um, Oh, the crew. Oh man, I love it. Speaking of you dub, I had dinner last night with one of my receivers and one of my safeties from my from the University of Washington. I haven't seen those guys in thirteen years. Nice. Nice. Saw that on. Was it your Instagram or your Twitter that you put that out on? 
on my Instagram. I have to get I have to get better with Twitter, man. Twitter is like <laughs> I, I'm just not on there that much. I know that's that's y'all's thing. I got I have to do better. I'm just you know I'm on and I'm gone. You know I'm only on Twitter, there because I have to be. Yeah, Twitter's mm. like you know it's conversation <laughs> back and forth, and I you guys know my schedule, so yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. That's true. I love Twitter. I think Twitter's a lot of fun, and there's so many fun people out there. Now there's so many not so fun people out yeah. there on Twitter as well. So it, it kind of goes back and forth, yeah, but it comes with that's, it. That's the problem. That's the point. Is <laughs> you kind of have to balance the two of them, but. Yeah. Uh, let's see how the Cowboys are going to balance this offseason. And we, of course, with March Madness in North Texas dancing, they're an official partner of the Cowboys, so I can talk about them as much as I want on this show. That's fantastic. So uh, I'm a proud North Texas alum, as you can probably tell, as I'm wearing the green today. But there's also March Madness <laughs> in, in, in not only basketball, <laughs> but there's March Madness in terms of the free agency. So we're going to kind of merge the two of them between the Cowboys and the NFL offseason, and we're going to give winners, losers, and Cinderella picks out of free agency here on this show. And each, each one of us has a secret pick of all three of these. So we have not discussed this between the, the four of us. We've kept these quiet, and the winner is basically somebody you want the Cowboys to go sign or that you think the Cowboys will go sign. The loser is somebody from the Cowboys that you don't think is going to be on the Cowboys next year. And then Cinderella means throw the money out of the table or on the table Let's go get this guy because this is my dream free agent signing. So I'm going to start things off, and my start is I'm going to start with my loser, and it's Jordan Lewis. Uh, I or excuse me, Xavier Woods. Jordan Lewis was my win at one point, but I switched it. So Xavier Woods is my loss at safety. Fourth year, five career interceptions, and. Ultimately, I just don't think the money's going to be there enough for the Cowboys to bring him back, nor do they really want him back. I think they have better options out on the free agent market, one of which is my win. Keanu Neal, former Atlanta safety who played for Dan Quinn, had a ton of injury issues in the last three years, except in 2020 where he played 14 out of the 16 games and he actually showed a little bit of physical prowess toward the end of the season I think he would be one of those guys that you could get on a bit of a discount because of the injury history. He's a former first round pick and he's played with Dan Quinn he could fit that free safety spot right next to Donovan Wilson so he is my win my Cinderella throw the money at him. How about Patrick Peterson out of Arizona I think Patrick P could be not only a good corner but you could switch him over to safety if you really wanted to because of course he's toward the end of his contract Neil is only 26 Patrick Peterson's in his 30s at this point or at least closing in on his 30s I don't remember exactly what it was so he is he is 31 but I think Patrick P is somebody the Cowboys could bring in as that veteran presence in the secondary that could help grow guys like Trayvon Diggs Anthony Brown and even uh, Donovan Wilson back there communication wise I think it would be huge for Dan Quinn and that secondary thoughts on that one Heckma Neil is my win Xavier Woods is my loss and then Patrick P is the Cinderella no, I like I like uh, uh, Neil. I, I don't want to say Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I know I, I almost Keanu, did the same Neil. thing a minute ago. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The replacements. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I like him as well, and I think the familiarity uh, with with Quinn I think makes it a win uh, for the Cowboys. And again, you get him on the cheap. The ACL injury. Hopefully, he's back from that. But he's a guy that 
when he was recruited, when he was drafted in Atlanta, they had the similarities for, between him and the free safeties and strong safeties in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, never lived up to that, especially with the with the injury. So he's a guy. I mean, we, we talked about him weeks ago being the familiarity, maybe someone that you get. Um, and also, I love what you said about Pat P. I think Pat, I've, I've been saying this for a while, man, that we have to get someone with that veteran leadership that's going to get us over the hump. So I like so I want to just uh, I want to there was a Twitter comment or a Periscope comment we just talked about Periscope and Twitter a second ago but he said Pat Pete is not coming here with extra exclamation points and then the shrugging emojis that's the point that's why it's a Cinderella because <laughs> if I if I thought he was going to like, come here this is like what was that Rob yeah. This is like Cleveland State making the Final Four. Yeah, you know, this is yes. just like yeah. you know, this is like banking on a 13 seed to get in. You know, we're just exactly. Fun this Mark is Madness. this is Loyola yeah. Chicago making a run. That's what we're talking about with Cinderellas here. So d- dream big is what I'm saying, and that's why Patrick Peterson is my. I, I think Neil is more likely. I don't think Patrick P is likely at all, and that's why I put him as my Cinderella. Rob, what are your three picks? Ah, okay. So I'll do what you did, Kyle. Start with my loss. I'll go with Cheeto as the loss in free agency. We've talked about this a little bit. Former second-round pick. His pure skill level, even though he's had some injuries and has struggled at times, I think there's a chance he's he's got a deal out there that the Cowboys wouldn't be able to match. Or you know, just we talked about their cap situation. So I'll go there. As a potential replacement. And, and again, like we talk about free agency trying to cover yourself for the draft, too. When I saw Casey Hayward get released by the Chargers, yeah. that, that perked my ears up a little bit over the weekend. Uh, it, you know, he's, he's 31, about to be 32, was a Pro Bowler a few years ago. I, I get that. I get that. But he did play with Mike, for Mike McCarthy, did play for Joe Witt. So that one's interesting. And actually, the cornerback market is a little bit more robust than maybe we thought because there's been a lot of guys getting released. Maybe there's not as much money to go around for all of them. That could be Cheeto included. Uh, but that one kind of stood out to me. Wouldn't keep you from drafting a cornerback high, you know, if, 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 if the value was there for you in the draft. Okay, Cinderella. Yes. No way do I think this is going to happen, but this is where I'm thinking. I've, I have to stick with what I've said is the biggest need on this defense, and to me it's a big, strong, disruptive nose tackle. Give me Dalvin Tomlinson, okay? The highest rated D tackle on the market. He'll probably go back to the Giants. If he doesn't, he's going to get a deal. The Cowboys wouldn't be able to get involved in. I'm very confident of that. But that's where I'm thinking, whether it's free agency or the draft. I don't know how great a draft it is, Kyle, at that position. It's not great. Maybe they bring back Antoine. Yeah, it's not great. Maybe, you know, I would expect him to bring back Antoine Woods or try in restricted free agency. They like their young tackles there, but I would continue looking to try to get some help there. In the the seven-round mock draft that I put in, or I submitted to the draft magazine this morning, I actually had the Cowboys taking a defensive tackle in the third round. So I, I think that's such a need for this organization and for that defense, especially for Dan Quinn, to maybe try and help fix these linebackers wow. a little bit. It's huge. I, I think that's a huge piece. But like you said, man, that would be a lot for Tomlinson. Like as the as the number that's, one defensive tackle, that is that's going to yeah. be a hefty Cinderella move, no doubt about it. But I don't think it's out of the question, though. Oh, it's out of the question. You think so? Find this guy. But hey, yeah, we're just having fun. I like it. Heckma, what are your three? 
No, nah, man, get Isaiah no, in no, here, man. No, Isaiah's, no, 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 no. Isaiah's I just called on you. His... I just called Why on you, getting, and you get to go first. Damn. You go first because we're saving Isaiah for last. There, dog. I, we got Isaiah for I last. I know you got, he got some. <laughs> I ain't talking. I'm going to jokes. I think you're talking. Your graphic's <laughs> up, Hackman. Go ahead and give your three. All right, so Chris, first of all, Chris Beam said that we could, you know, it was all a secret and we would be able to pick the same guy, but then Rob goes before me and he takes my guy. So thanks, Rob, because <laughs> I had... Chino I always do that well. to you, man. Always. So I like how I like how the rules change as we go, but it's all good. So I do have Cheeto uh, as my my guy that I think is the the odd man out. Um, but you know, there's you know Alden Smith. I'm also looking at him as well, man, because I think the rest of the league has seen the production that he's had, and I think he just may receive an offer that we can't match uh, because of his production in those earlier games. But when I look around in free agency for guys, Malcolm Butler is my guy that I would like to bring in. Mm. Reason being uh, is because he's a proven commodity. Uh, last year with, with uh, Tennessee, he had five interceptions. I think that, you know, first of all, there's going to have to be some type of senior leadership in, in the back end of our defense, and I think that's what we've lacked. I think we've talked about bringing in an Earl Thomas and all of that went away. Don't, don't do it, Isaiah. <laughs> but, you know, when you talk about Malcolm Butler, he's a proven commodity. He's a guy that, you know, has championship pedigree, and I think if we bring him in, he'll fit nicely into that cornerback uh, meeting room. Now, my Cinderella is actually going to turn the draft show's uh, carriage into a pumpkin. Yes. Because you are going to have to give up the farm for this guy. But my Cinderella pick is Justin Simmons from, the, from Denver. Look, guys, there isn't a, there isn't a free agent in the they have free safety right now that can match this guy's ball skills. And that's what we need. You know, the term ball hawk is used so loosely. But when you turn on the tape, he is closing on everything. I mean, great tackler, great teammate. But, man, just his ball abilities, I think single high safety, you trust him back there. He's just, you know, in Denver's defense right now, he does it all. But, again, you would have to give up two firsts. And so, again, I'm, I'm wrecking the draft show by going Justin <laughs> That's Simmons. okay. Uh, wrecking next year's draft show, too. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably going to have to take both of them out of there. 16 career interceptions, <laughs> closing in on 370 tackles in just five seasons. You talk about ball hawk, and that's what Justin Simmons brings to the table. I thought for a, a second there that, that Denver tagged Justin Simmons. I'm gonna have to they look did. that up. They did tag him. They so did. you're talking about trading for this guy. They this did. isn't this isn't March Madness yeah. in terms of free agent. You're wanting to actually that's why you're giving up the yes. farm. Okay, I get I get it now. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Yeah. All right. Heckma Harris, or excuse me, Isaiah Stanback, we have put you last for good reason because you came in guns a blazing to our WebEx Zoom call thing that we have as, <laughs> as saying that you were going to throw out the craziest name in terms of Cinderella. If it's Tom Brady, no. I'm going to give you no. so much. Okay, well, give me your list. Who are your three guys the in March Madness? killing me. Come on. It's not, I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's um, probably you know, pretty see, crazy. Cinderella for me is, is very attainable. You know, so I was like the oh guy you know, who saw like the very pretty girl. It was like, you know what? She's probably out of my league. But I, I still have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Yeah. So uh, when we when we talk about <laughs> when we talk about losses, I think that our um, loss wise, I think that we are going to lose um, 
and of course I just freaking blank out. God, Lee. Oh, you got um, it. Alden Smith. Yeah, there you Alden go. Smith. Alden Smith. I think we're going to lose Alden Smith. So uh, I think Alden Smith is gone. Um, and I, and I think at uh, at the safety position um, for a, a win for us, it's Keanu Neal. I think we I think we can definitely go out there and grab him. However, I feel pretty doggone good about about our, our strong safety position, the little young gun we got out there, Wilson. So if we can't get Keanu Neal, then I think we can go out there and get uh, Ricardo Allen. So if we if Allen, those, I like I, him. I think we go grab Allen. So uh, depending on how those guys feel about their secondary, um, you get one of those two guys because he's experienced, they're, they're experienced, and, they're, um, and they understand the system. Now, as we talk about Cinderella, I'm going out there getting my dog, K.J. Wright, out of <laughs> Seattle. Wright. KJ Wright out of Seattle. Reason being, KJ is a dog, not D O G. He's a D A W G, right? So that's how I spell dog around here. And he is a guy who was a great player. He's a great teammate, a great citizen, right? And he understands this program. He understands the system um, that that Quinn is coming in with. I think that we're definitely going to be running a lot more four uh, three. So I think that if you had him out there at linebacker and you had the wolf on wall street and you had doggone uh mr mr shades himself stunner shades uh <laughs> I, I think that both uh, the, the the trio at that second level would be absolutely amazing now yes you guys are going to say we still have holes to fill on the d line of course of course of course we got holes everywhere however if you had those three headed that three-headed monster at linebacker i think we all can Pretty, feel pretty doggone good about our second level um and about the, our box regardless of who they throw in there so looking at his market like value that. right now, his market value is two years, closing in on $15 million. So about seven and a half a year is probably what you would be allotting mm-hmm. to K.J. Wright. I don't think that's necessarily out of the question, especially if you see a need at linebacker arise with maybe Sean Lee's retirement or whatever ends up happening with him. If you bring back a guy like, let's say, a Justin Thomas and you have K.J. Wright in there as that rotation with those four guys, I'd feel a lot better about that than I did in 2020 about that position, no doubt about it. And I don't think $7.5 million to him is necessarily out of the question. Now, like we said earlier, there's going to have to be some restructuring. There's going to have to be some kind Absolutely. of change in terms of the money in order to get to that point. But even though that's a Cinderella, I think that's a pretty good little underdog Cinderella story that might make a run to the Final Four hey, there, I Isaiah. I told you, Cinderella is the girl that you can still get. You just got to shoot your shot. <laughs> you got to shoot your shot. Now, hey, you better tell Kyle and Kyle to shoot a shot, boy. <laughs> Talking about March Madness, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's you don't take? Said. Yep. Yeah, it is. I mean, but I like KJ Wright, and you can't understate his value to those Cincinnati, to the Seattle organization, mm-hmm. man. That would be yeah. big time for them to lose him. I mean, he's been a stud in Huge. that organization for a very, very long time. So, you know, look, KJ Wright, that's one I, I really, I, I really like that. And then also, uh, uh, your winner, I think that's obtainable also. So out of the... Yeah, that's the more realistic one. Go for it, Rob. No, I'm just saying, that, that's probably, that's a more realistic uh, trio than probably mm. what we had. That's, that's a good one. That's a <laughs> yeah. good one. That's kind of what my thought process was in my next question. was going to say, out of the, the four lists that we had, 
which one did you like the best and which one would fix the Cowboys quicker is my thought process. And I'm not necessarily talking about the Cinderella's, but I mean, we've thrown Neil's name out there a couple of times because of his familiarity with, uh, with Dan Quinn, the potential of getting him on a bit of a discount because of the injury history, but also not to mention a high ceiling as a former first round pick and somebody that of course was drafted to Atlanta because of his similarities to what Seattle had when Dan Quinn was there. So, out of the guys here that we've mentioned, which one do you feel like is the most realistic? Is it Neil, or is it more realistic to see one of those guys leave the Cowboys, like a Cheeto Awuzie and Xavier Woods, uh, or an Alden Smith? I think all of those things are likely. <laughs> Everything that yeah. you just said is likely simply because by sure numbers and cap hit, we may not be able to uh, keep Cheeto. And there, again, other teams may covet his ability and not give us an opportunity to, to be able to re-sign. But I like the, the um, Rob, the, the cornerback from San Diego. What was his, his last name? Hayward, Casey Hayward. Oh, yeah, Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward. Yeah. Uh, man, he's he's a guy that I've liked for a very long time. And I think realistically, even based off of his age and and all of that, he's he's somebody that, you know, realistically we could get, you know, that wouldn't be expensive at all, that may be more uh, apt to sign a one-year deal versus some of these other guys that we've mentioned. So we got through. Yeah, and, you know, it would have to be a situation where he's, number one, the Cowboys feel like he can still play at a high level too maybe he would want to go somewhere familiar where i've played for this coach and this coach and and uh it seems like a good fit i think it's a it seems like it could be a possibility but again it's just everything's going to come down to money and again you can structure deals in a certain way to make it fit under the cap you can do that too but Mm -hmm. i'm very curious see how it works It'll be interesting because the cap is manipulated enough to at least give you a chance, but how much of a chance are you going to get if you if you start bringing in some of these big-name free agents? So that leads us to the question of what does the draft bring for this offseason? I want to check in with you guys. It's been a little bit since we talked about the draft. I want to see where you guys lie in terms of draft strategy. When we come back on the other side of the break, we've talked a lot about the secondary. Is offensive tackle a potential in terms of the NFL draft? We'll mention it when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Glad you're with us here on this Monday. And whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys or listening to Mix Shots later in the week, you can experience audio at a whole new level with Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds, the official earbuds of your Dallas Cowboys. Heck, well, what does it sound like in there? It's like a symphony in my head, Kyle. Oh, yes. That was way yes! better than last week. You got it. Yes. Ah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> good. Goodness gracious. I'm so glad so you guys like it. Yeah, no, that was really good. So proud. Uh, what was the rating there, Isaiah? What was the rating? That was a 9.5. 9.5. Ooh, on the Richter scale. Mm. I love 9.5. it. 9.5. 9.5. Oh, man, that's awesome. We back in the oh, building. I, I'll give it a 10. Okay. Oh, 10. Get your cards up. 10. 10s all around. Uh, I'll give you an 8.5. I can still see a little bit more from Ooh, you, but that's because I like pushing you to be a better human being. I just want you to be better, Heckma, every single day. We're going to get better here on Talking Cowboys. All right. You never fail, you never fail Kyle. You never let me down. I don't. Um, let's look at draft because the next couple big offseason dates, of course, today being a big offseason dates where teams can officially start negotiating with these free agents and actually agreeing to terms, whereas the league year starts on Wednesday at, what is it, 3 p.m. Eastern time or 3 p.m. Central time, 4 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. Rob? Is that whenever the league year starts and it's officially new year in the NFL? Yeah, and hey, one quick free agency update as we get going. Mm. Report from ESPN that Cam Irving, swing tackle when healthy, is going to sign with the Panthers. Two Whoa. years and $10 million. So that didn't take so long. So that's, that's an example, right? That's an example. Like, Cowboys Damn. had Ir- Irving under contract, yeah, for like $2.5 million to be the backup Damn, tackle Cam. last year. I don't know if you can have that luxury this year. Come on, Cam. Mm. Hey, $5 million. What happened to Cam? Wait, good job getting your money. He went got that money. Yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. that money. Eight, he played a, eight played a total eight of what? Yeah. Three games total with the Cowboys last year? Miss, yes. I think he missed 10 games last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, I think he started three or whatever it ended up being. But yeah, no, that, I mean, there, there's a luxury him, like man. you talked that's about. Awesome. No, that's great for him. I think you need to look at tackle in the draft, and I'm, I'm still going to die on that, that, that hill. But 
I want to go through these offseason dates real quickly. So the new league year starts on Wednesday, and then a couple weeks after that, on April 5th, that's the start of the offseason for new head coaches. The 19th is the start of workouts for everyone. So the NFL workouts will get started on April 19th. Last day of restricted free agent signings is on the 23rd, and then the last day to match those restricted free agent signings is the 28th of April, the day before the 2021 NFL Draft. So, let's talk about that NFL Draft. And it, like I said, going into the last break, it's been a while since I've checked in on you guys, but I want to see, we talked a lot about the secondary there. There was no offensive line talk, really no offensive talk around the <laughs> around any of our March Madness picks. But whenever you look at this draft, Hackmo, where are your priorities lying? Is it still with going corner early on? And drafting heavy defense throughout the entirety of the draft? Do you want to sell high on offense early and maybe pick up some of those defensive guys in the next couple of rounds? Where are you thinking whenever it comes to the Cowboys in April 29th? You know, I, I think, you know, obviously when you talk about the defense, it, it was abysmal. And if you're not looking at getting better on defense, then you're lying to yourself. Um, but if there's this just I can't deny this guy at 10 staring you in the face, then you got to get him too. And I won't bore you with any particulars, but I will say this, that I do feel as though defense has to be the priority no matter what. And so mm. there have been a number of guys that's been thrown around, whether it be the guy from the defensive lineman from Alabama. Uh, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. feel like Bar Marshall goal at 10, but it just de- depends on where we covet these players and how they fit into the system. They're doing the interview process. They're doing pro days and all of that right now, but definitely cornerback. And we've talked about Satan you know the the cornerback from Virginia Tech. That's Alabama. Uh, Horn uh, has a kid from South Carolina. That's also, excuse me. Oh, so, so Sertan, Alabama, Farley, Virginia <laughs> Tech, sorry, Horn, South Carolina. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's Joe Horn. Joe Horn's son. Uh, also, so we got a few guys that come from that pro pedigree. So. Either way, man, I just feel like you got to go there first off uh, with your, with the number 10 pick. So you're still sticking with corner. Rob, I know you're Mr. BPA here. Is there any opportunity to see a Kyle Pitts or Rashawn Slater? Are you against that or are you sticking with defense here? Don't do it. I can't. Heck, this is for you. I can't do that. I can't do that unless it's CeeDee Lamb style like – Best player on my board at a tackle or tight end, and I just can't refuse it. Kyle Pitts is probably going to be the best player on your board. I will okay, say that. Is he really going to be there at 10, honestly? Yes. Like, probably not. I think he will be. Ah, I don't know. Well, I, I think if you want to be better this year and, and you just signed your quarterback to this mega deal, you might want to get better at at defense and try to do something to help your defense. And, and look, I saw Peter King say, hey, this might be the, a situation where the top eight picks in the draft are all offense. Well, then you put yourself in a position to draft the best defensive player in the draft, potentially. I like that idea. I mean, right. I, and I see, the, I see the other side of it like, well, we, maybe you just need your offense to put up 40 a game next year. So I, I the, the, <laughs> Don't say that, please. 40-burger offense the, is back. The, yeah, 40-burger <laughs> offense. And, and, like, and, and so, okay, in, in that scenario, maybe the Pitts pick makes sense. But 
I just, I just have a hard time rationalizing that. You look at the roster and say maybe there's two or three positions where you're just like, they just, it's not a need. Tight end's one of them. Right. Yeah. Tackle, you could talk me into more so than that. Isaiah, where are you at? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys, man. I mean, I think we have to address defense. I think if we're in a position to get one of these top three corners and you go grab one of these top three corners and you develop them. Um, if you don't have a posi- have opportunity to grab one of those guys, then you need to grab yourself a defense alignment or office alignment. I think that our tackles probably have another couple of years left in them. So if you're not planning for their replacement, then you're planning to fail. So um, I think Dak's, Dak's current contract is well, he'll be playing longer underneath this new contract then your office of tackles will, will will be playing in this league. So I think that you need to go out there and if you have if you're in a position to grab those guys, uh, you know, Smith's replacement uh, right now. Mm, yes, I have a yeah. for you. Uh-oh. Go ahead, Heck. Sorry. I, I just want to say that you know you're right, and I think as far as the top, you know, top 32 guys, that's that's something to be talked about. But also, it's really going to be important rounds two through five. And there's so much, so much talent in there, and because guys opted out and you didn't get a chance to see them play in 2020, that's where I think there's really going to be a challenge for a lot of scouting departments because there's so much talent in there with guys that didn't play last year. That's a great point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kyle, I had a question for you Yeah, about offensive tackle. At what point do you think it, it just tops out this year in terms of talent? Because it seems like there's a lot of guys – in this class that are good enough to be picked in the top two rounds? Yeah. But can you wait past that and still get a future starter potentially? I would probably say midway through the third. So probably top, what would that be, top 75 players? So the Cowboys have three Mm -hmm. picks in the top 75. I think you could probably get Mm. a starting caliber offensive tackle. And by starting caliber, I mean can be a starter in the next two or three years. Um, because Penn Sewell, mm-hmm. Rashawn Slater, Christian Darisol, all, all three are starters right now. They'll be the best linemen on a lot of rosters right now. Uh, and I'm not saying maybe the Cowboys right. roster because you have Zach Martin, you have Lyle Collins, hopefully healthy with him and Tyron Smith. I would put those three guys up against any other offensive line in the country with Darisol, Slater, and Sewell. But after that, then you have kind of a, a jumble of players like a Dylan Reduns, an Alex Leatherwood. Uh, Reduns out of North Dakota State. Alex Leatherwood's out of Alabama. Leon Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Spencer Brown, Northern Iowa. Yeah. Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. There are guys there that you could potentially draft. Walker Little, who was an opt-out out of Stanford, who's just unbelievably talented from a physical standpoint. He's built like a fridge. But he's had some off-the-field issues. He's he's a, a 2020 opt-out. Maybe he falls a little bit, and you can maybe snag him. I think he's certainly a starting caliber offensive tackle. But my biggest thing here is with those three guys up at the top that I mentioned that are starters right now, I think you sell high on those guys. Kind of like what Isaiah is saying is pick a premium position at a premium spot, and that's what number 10 is. That's a premium spot. Go pick – a position that's going to invest in keeping Dak Prescott on his feet and upright, whereas the offensive line was the biggest storyline in 2020 outside of the Dak injury because nobody could stay upright. Andy Dalton was running for his life. We saw what happened when Ben DiNucci came in. Garrett Gilbert came in as well because guess what? You had to use four different quarterbacks because your offensive line couldn't keep anybody upright. So I think you invest heavily 
at offensive tackle, and then you address the cornerback, the secondary, maybe even the defensive line in rounds two through five, like Heck was talking about, because I think there's just more guys there that can be starters at this moment than there are uh, as offensive tackles in those middle rounds. I, I don't I don't disagree. The only thing I would say, though, I guess I do disagree a little bit in that. <laughs> you, let's, let's, say, let's say you're not even. Let's say you're not confident in Knight and Steele to take over for Cameron. I'm, I'm not. Okay. Maybe. I'm, well, okay. If you're not, and you're not, and the your best option anyway might be to do what you finally got around to doing last year, and that's if there's a problem at tackle, Zach Martin's your right mm-hmm. tackle or your left tackle, and use your better depth inside to fill in that second spot at right guard. That That's what I would do. You, Connor Williams can also play tackle in a pinch. I'm confident of that. Um, the other thing, too, and maybe the Cowboys just had to do this because they had to create space, the fact that they were willing to touch Lyle's contract and Tyron's contract and push more money into future years with those restructures, it does tell me, and we've we kind of heard this too, that they're doing well in their rehab. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, like Isaiah said, you know, many years down the road, long term, you may have to start looking. But for this year, I, that tells me they think they're going to be fine for 2021. And if I'm trying to win now, that's why I'm thinking defense first. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. That's, that's that's right. That's right now, right? So like, right. That's. I mean, we know what's behind them or what's not behind them. <laughs> not behind. Right. No disrespect. So I mean, if you if you have an opportunity, so I'm with you. I'm with you, Rob. We need to get a D lineman. Yes. However, if there's an amazing tackle, you know, to to Kyle's point, if there's an amazing tackle, grab them because there's not that many of them. Yeah. Right. That's probably mm-hmm. the hardest quarterback. Quarterback and offensive tackle are probably the two hardest positions to be right on. Agreed. That's fair. It's, it's yeah. just that's that's just in the entire league. There's those are the two hardest positions to make sure that you have, and that's the reason why those guys get paid the most, right? You can yeah. find a, re, a edge rusher, you can find good linebackers, you can find DBs, find receivers, running backs, all that. When it comes down to quarterbacks, we see what's going on there. And offensive tackles, they play forever, and they still demand yeah. high dollar because you can't just teach that. So. Mm-mm. You need to grab it if it's there because these guys are. I mean, how much Tyron? I mean, how, uh, how many more? How many more years you guys think he's going to play? Two, two. Nah, he's, he's a young thirty. He may be able to play two or three. Yeah, two more. They're, they're hoping it's more than that because because yeah. if he if he doesn't, then yeah. the dead money on his contract is going to be insane. Yeah, it'll be legit. Yeah. He, 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 now, can he play more? Probably. Will he play more? I don't think so. I think that boy's going to play two more years and shut it down. So, but you need to you need to have his replacement ready. Shut it down, big man. I, I, <laughs> I love what you what you said, Isaiah, and I, and I think that's right. And, and obviously, we all hope that Tyron Smith is, is healthy for the 2021 season. But we've learned that that hope is not a strategy when it comes down to mm-hmm. the health of our tackles. Yep. And we we have to get we have to find a way to to shore up the swing tackle position. And that's why if a guy like Slater presents himself at 10, and I cringe because I, I knew he struggles is over this shoulder right here. That's why I'm like. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we may have to we may have to do that because Slater is a guy that not only can he play the left tackle position uh, if that 
you know, again, health-wise becomes available, Say he's it. also a guy that you can slide into a guard position yes. as a starter. Yes. So it's it's just what it is. You have to look at that. Um, and, and again, planning to succeed and not to fail, still had to learn on the job. He may be better this year because of what he had to go through and what OTAs may do for him as well. But I think the same things that we're facing, uh, talking about free agency, there are going to be a lot of swing tackles out there on the market. You know, so we lost Cam Irvin, but there's a, there are a few yeah. other guys out there that may present themselves in the next coming weeks that we can sign and get a good deal on them. I'm not worried about picking up a, a backup swing tackle. I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about replacing the offensive line that you've invested already so heavily in to protect the, the investments that you have invested so heavily in on offense, including your quarterback, your running back, and three <laughs> yeah. different wide receivers. And your running back. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying there are so many investments on that side of the football that if you put a, 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 a below average, and by below average I mean one of the league worst offensive lines back out there, in 2021, if the health doesn't stand up, because like Isaiah said, hope is not the right kind of answer whenever it comes to the offensive line. We saw that a year ago. I'm worried about that. And instead, I would rather have a Hoping, super offensive yeah. line. I would rather have Tyron Smith than with Rashawn Slater than with Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins and said, stop us, Defensive East. Come at us, Chase Young. Let, okay. Let's oh, figure it out. Good. Okay, okay. I'm just, just saying. hoping that Dan Quinn's going to come in because he's Dan Quinn and fix everything without some some influx of talent. I don't think that's a strategy either. No, but it's, it's, a great, it's a great argument. Yeah, but, but we have holes everywhere, though, right? Right. right. We have holes everywhere. So, absolutely, we, I think we're all on the same accord when we say that we need to get a defense alignment. That's, I think we're all in consensus mm-hmm. there. However, what, I think the, the, the bigger story here is that, like I said, you can't pass on a sure thing at tackle. Yep. You just can't. You can't do it, especially when you're when you're investing into your quarterback like this, right? Your job is now to protect him. Why do you think that freaking Russell Wilson is, is thinking about trying to get up out of Seattle? Because they haven't invested bow, bow, into bow. protecting him, right? It's the reality. When it, when they were investing money into protecting him, they were going to the Super Bowl year after year, right? Back to back. When they had the, they had the, they had the 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 the, the most salary heavy offensive line in the league, right? They have spent the allocated the most funds yeah. towards offensive line, and guess what? It resulted in them going back to back Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. The, they, then they got cocky and they said, you know, we can do it through free agency, right? We don't have to draft anybody, we don't have to develop anybody. And now look what's happening, hey. right? Now they're under. I say that's enough of talking about your other boys. <laughs> I'm just talking just, hey. I'm just talking about yeah, this it. example. This is <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Where, Isaiah, where are you on pits though? What if it's a tight end at ten? No. Okay. Okay, because no. you can talk me more so into a tackle than tight end. Yeah, no, yeah I, no. I know how great Pitts is as a prospect. I know it, but no, I, uh, no. I've I've said this before about Can't Kyle do. Pitts. Even if you guarantee that he's a Hall of Famer, you have had a Hall of Fame tight end on your roster for the past what decade with Jason Witten, <laughs> and, it, and, and it, you, it didn't get you no rings. You don't have any rings, <laughs> exactly. So I I love yeah. Kyle Pitts too. I think he could be a game changer. But in, in terms of need, you can get along with Blake Jarwin and, and Dalton Schultz just fine. We've already figured that out. So I'm not worried about tight end uh, moving into the future. As, as much as I am about tackle and protecting the investments, I would rather p- protect offensive tackle and the offensive line rather than that. Plus, I, and, and Rob said this, I know we're going over time, Chris. I'm, I'm, I feel your, your angst in the other room. But 
whenever Rob said you, just relying on Dan Quinn to fix this defense without an influx of talent, I don't necessarily think you're not having an influx of talent because there's those guys in the second, third, and fourth mm-hmm. rounds that you could go and draft, and that could yep. be starters. You got Trayvon Diggs last year at 51. You're picking at 44 this year. You're going to get another guy like that. And I, I know that's a lot to say because 44, a lot of things can go wrong. I fully believe you can find the right guy at 44, whether it's Elijah Molden or Richie Grant, some of these different guys that are going to be in the secondary, that'll complement Trayvon Diggs uh, extremely well or Donovan Wilson. I'm just saying, I think there are guys you can go get. (laughs) And you can can go draft an offensive tackle in the first, and it would be just fine. But that's going to do it for us. Here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Continue this conversation with us. If you're interested in continuing this conversation, defense versus offensive tackle in the first round, tweet at us. Get at us on Twitter, because Rob Phillips, three on Twitter, is always happy to answer questions. We got Heckma underscore Harrison. I am Stanback on Twitter, and then I'm at Kyle underscore Yeomans. But for yeah, Chris Bean, hit Isaiah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hit up Isaiah <laughs> for draft questions. Let's get him on Twitter a little bit more. But for Chris Beam in the back and these four jokesters, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next week here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!